back to Attack of the Sports. Uh, we, we are your armchair GMs, Austin and Mitch. I'm Mitch. I'm Austin. Flipping the script on this bitch. Ah, shit. This doesn't feel right, man. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm not hot. God damn it, we're frauds! <laughs> we talk about sports here on Tag of Sports, as the name would imply. It's, well, we're being attacked by the sports. So many sports. A lot of sports. And guess what? A lot of shit happened this last while. We didn't record last week, but we are recording this week. Obviously. As, yeah. So, uh, where's that hat you said you were going to get? actually been ordered because they don't sell them in it's on its way huh they don't they don't sell them in uh the they don't have them pre-prepared yeah, they have they have you have to buy them from the actual patriot store so it's coming i i did buy it it shocks me that places like jersey city and all that just don't have like a stockpile of like patriots championship hats and are just like yeah, well, just get they just rolled. paint a new year on it. <laughs> Sharpie. <laughs> like, oh, they didn't win this year. We can toss these to Africa. <laughs> no, uh, Super Bowl came and went, and uh, it wasn't that great, man. No. That was a pretty shitty Super Bowl. <laughs> that Super Bowl, not that super. Kind of a bowl with nothing in it. No offense, at least. It, It's really sad when there was only one sc- touchdown scored in the entire Super Like, they set a record for, like, mo- least amount of points in a half, I believe? It's actually, It was actually the least scored Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think that that was the record. Lowest scoring Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I think it's just a little bit lower because yeah, it's lower than Super Bowl seven, which was a. Wicked fourteen to seven. Yeah, this was a uh, a little bit lower. Thirteen to three. They nearly got them. the The true minimum would be one point to yeah. nothing. <laughs> that <laughs> a is fucking hockey game. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, like pretty much a soccer game at that point. God. Oh. It makes me so mad because we had the chance of Chiefs Saints, just two offenses. It would have been like fucking fifty to forty nine or some shit. It would have been a fucking wild Super Bowl. We also had the chance of Patriots and Saints. Yeah, because that's that would that would have been like if it wasn't the Rams. If it was the Saints, it would have been a much more entertaining Super Bowl, I believe. Because it would have been the battle of Breeze versus Brady. Breeze, Brady, and 
Drew Brees is pretty good in crunch time. But we all knew the outcome the minute it was decided that it was the Patriots versus the Rams. I still kind of held out hope because, like, that's a high-flying offense. Eh? No, Bill, Bill fucking put down the fucking gauntlet of you're not moving the ball ever. <laughs> like, this, like, this Super Bowl was so fucking boring because it wasn't, like, the mo- it was bookended by, I guess, plays? Because the most exciting play of the game was the pick in the first fucking drive. Yep. Besides that. I can't think of any other offensive play. Maybe one of Julian Edelman's catches, which he very much deserved that MVP because he was the only... He He was the only one doing something. He was the only one doing things! Like, I guess Brady, too, for sticking in the pocket and just, like, fucking tossing dimes over. But, like... Fuck, man, he beat them with one fucking player. Yeah. That is the equivalent of a quarterback beating a team with one arm tied behind his back. Literally. That was, like... If it was more exciting defensive plays, like some more sacks, some, like, big hits... It was just all around. It it was just two-yard run. Two yard run, knocked down. Yeah, it Come was. On. Yeah, it was just. It was that for like four hours. <laughs> like the picture I sent you. Can you imagine paying up to three thousand dollars plus for a ticket for if you're a Rams Rams, Rams fan, fan for a field goal and a Maroon Five concert. <laughs> state of that fucking team right now like that mu- that would have that would have just hurt even more oh man i'm glad i didn't have it real any real stock other than like bragging rights <laughs> yeah that was like the magi- i don't even like bragging about the super bowl like my patriots won great but at the same just, time it wasn't it wasn't a super bowl it wasn't super at all it was a it was a regular season game it was a preseason game yeah with a trophy at the end. That's all it was. <laughs> Here you go. Like, if they started the second team offense or third team offense, like, it would have made a difference. It would have been... It would have looked like a fucking preseason game the way that fucking game went. It was just... Ugh. Like... I had some friends who, the minute they heard the matchup, like it was the Rams versus the Patriots, they were like, it's the Patriots game. Like, they basically just handed Brady his sixth Super Bowl he ring. He got the stone of wisdom. The ring of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> like, they handed it to him because they did not... Ent- it wasn't... Something that everyone was like, oh yeah, this is going to be a great game. I didn't anticipate going in. This was going to be like, it's going to be an amazing fucking game. This isn't going to be like the first time these teams met in the Super Bowl. Because oh, the, these these Super Bowls were night and day. That was the greatest show on turf against Tom fucking Brady. 
And this one was just... It was just a fart through and through. Just a real long fart. I can just, but it was like just funny, just thinking about like the punters are on the punters are on the sidelines. You know, I was halfway through the game, they had used fucking oxygen masks. Like, ready? They're already done. Like, I was surprised Johnny Hecker or Ryan Allen did not get MVP votes. Right? Johnny Hecker was setting records for the longest punt. They. Like, they both put up more points than anyone in that fucking Super Bowl. They weren't even scoring points. No, it was just the yards. They put up up more yards than anyone. Oh my goodness. Just, And this is like the worst possible outcome for the NFL, because guess what? You got the Alliance of America Football League, you got the XFL coming soon. You need to have your best games as possible. You need the best offenses. Offenses. You need to fix your games so you get the best teams in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but no, you got this absolute like defensive matchup that just killed the crowd. Yeah, and killed anyone watching it. Like it was a great defensive game because neither if you team love could score. Defense, this is the game for you. Yeah, but if you wanted a Super Bowl. This was not, not the game for the game for you. No, it was just basically whose def- it's whose fence is built better. It's a white picket fence versus a concrete wall. And uh like there was one red zone play throughout the whole game. One. That is ridiculous. How did how does that happen? They say we're hundred percent for red zone. <laughs> we're hundred. We're hundred percent for red zone. Red zone coverage. Oh, that means Rams are zero. They're terrible, terrible in the red zone. Oh my goodness! Just what a what a showing by the NFL. Gobby Gobby kicking themselves. They ain't call that fucking pi. Fucking Christ. God damn it. Yeah, they're like, there was just one play that would have made this Super Bowl so much more. They made it a Super Bowl. Like, you know it's bad when the most interesting part about the Super Bowl was the commercials. Like, people were just waiting for them to cut to commercials. (laughs) But the real discourse of the Super Bowl wasn't really a lack of offense. It was a lack of Spongebob. Yeah, it was just that's how they opened let's, up. Let's talk about the halftime show for a quick minute here. Austin, are you a are you a partaker of Adam Levine and his band? I'm not gonna like. All right, Adam Levine has the odd song I don't mind, but I'm not. You know. I'm not 100% invested in Maroon 5. Yeah. Or Maroon 1. Maroon 1 1 featuring a band. Plus those guys? And Levine and Friends. (laughs) Levine and Friends. Yeah, no, I haven't really liked Maroon 5 in a long time. I like maybe... I could probably count on one hand how many songs I like, and it's maybe three songs. 
I don't think they played any of them. No, they probably didn't. No. Uh, so really, I was like, man, I'm hoping Travis Scott and uh, Big Boy fucking just have a longer set for them. Not really. And also, a lot of people were mad when, like, we had five seconds of Spongebob. Yeah, they really cheaped out on the Spongebob. They kind of cheaped out. You know, if they played Sweet Victory... Would have saved it. Would have saved the Super Bowl. Everyone would have forgotten the fact that Adam Levine took his shirt off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did that. Yeah, and... Revealing his real shitty tattoos. Who gets California draped across their... Steve from California. Why? I don't know. Rep, rep the West Coast. I sure. He, I, 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 I guess he thinks he's hard. Like, no, you're fucking Ab Levine. I could beat you up. He was shirtless playing a pink guitar. That spells rock god to me. Oh, yeah, but. <laughs> There was there really wasn't that much like Sicko Mode was alright. I enjoyed when Sicko Mode was on, even if it wasn't Sweet Victory. It should like they should have done it. Sweet Victory should have just been the halftime show. It really should it should have just been SpongeBob. Everyone would have everyone would have been fine. Everyone would have been happy. It it would have made this the greatest Super Bowl ever made. The internet would not have been pissed off. Nope. It would have just have been like, they really fucked up. They, they fucked up in all accounts. But I will give Maroon 5 credit that they gave their entire Super Bowl paycheck Earnings. to... Huh? Earnings? Oh. Yeah. Like, it was, I think yeah. it was like $500,000 for them to perform, and they gave it to the Big Brother and Sisters of America oh. thing. So That's good. So at least something well, positive like, came yeah, out of that. Yeah, something good came out of this whole shitty ordeal. And you know what was actually the most disappointing part? The commercials weren't even, like, top tier. They weren't even that good this year. No. Like, there was nothing positive about the Super Bowl besides the Avengers Endgame little spot. I got more mad about the fucking ASMR commercial near the end Uh, than anything uh, else. Mainly because I hate ASMR, but, I mean, that's a different topic for a different thing. Uh, But fucking Christ, like, there just wasn't... Where was there anything? Where was the Budweiser commercial with the horse? Where was it? <laughs> I don't think it had one. I watched a good majority of it, and I never saw a commercial with the no. horse, which is what I look forward to every year—a different horse Budweiser commercial. Because those commercials are always heartwarming. Yeah. And then Bud Light doing their stupid Bud Light Night Blood <laughs> Blood Night. Yeah, Bud Knight. Yeah, Bud Knight, like a Those Game were... of, uh. like a Game of Thrones style commercial. But I chose the wrong Super Bowl to fucking live tweet. You did. I did. Because if, if I was live tweeting last year, that would be great. I will admit though, the live tweeting was very entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> Just because of how, like, how angry you were getting. I was not having fun after a while. <laughs> that it was just the dumbest. Yeah, there was just not a lot to really, like, yay about for this Super Bowl. (sighs) 
and that was honest. That's honestly the most disappointing thing. <laughs> Romo mode is not winning in the playoffs. That's my favorite one of the night. <laughs> Uh, how about we get the fuck away from the Super Bowl and talk about something better? Question mark? Uh, so NBA free agency, well not free agency, that's not for a while. Uh, the, uh, trade deadline came and went, and there were quite a few moves, even by the Raptors. So the Raptors were actually a little busy in that they traded uh, Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, C.J. Miles, and a second-round pick to Memphis for Marcus Gasol. So a big upgrade down the middle. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I believe Gasol is a former All-Star. Former defensive player of the year. And even at like 33, 34 he is right now. Like he's still averaging like 18 points. Which is pretty good. Which they could really use that. Uh, just an overall upgrade down the center for them. So that gives them even more options down the middle. You could, you could have Gasol on the center. You could have Pascal Siakam down the middle. You could have... Uh, you can move over... Uh, Serge Ibaka down the middle. He's been pretty good this year. Uh, they also moved Greg Monroe for money. And Monroe will be released by the Nets. But yeah. Uh, they actually played last night's game uh, with only nine players. Jesus. Because Leonard was not active last night. Mm. So, and they, they still managed to fucking pull out a win. So good on the fucking Raptors. Yeah, it's surprising when you don't you're not even playing a full roster. Like you can't even <laughs> someone someone's playing a lot of minutes. Yeah, someone's getting very Oh wow, they actually And it's not just pull off a win, they had eighteen points on the Hawks, so I mean it's also the Hawks. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're fucking Still. Right I'm surprised they haven't like Traded for Vince Carter. <laughs> uh, but the real story here is a surprising lack of moves by some teams. Like Anthony Davis staying in New Orleans. Hmm. He is not going to be traded for the entire Lakers starting lineup. Uh... Yeah, the Lakers, after making a lot of noise via rumors and stuff, like, oh, we're going to trade Lonzo Ball, we're going to trade Brandon Ingram, we're going to trade Kyle Kuzma, we're going to trade all of our picks for the next five years for Anthony Davis, and also 50% of the ownership. <laughs> we're just going to give him the team. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be like the Canucks and give Mark Messier a slice of ownership too. <laughs> just, just you know, come on, come over. Oh God, he fucked over that team for a while. Uh, but no, like the Lakers 
did not part way with any of their pieces for their future. Uh, and, you know, there, I think there was a quote recently from LeBron saying that winning a title isn't, like, in his big plans for the next little bit. Which is fucking weird to hear from a competitor in a sport. Yeah, I don't really care for titles right now. Shouldn't that be your main focus? Winning titles? That'd be like Brady saying, I don't care if we get into the Super Bowl next year or not. That would be so alien. (laughs) If we don't get into the Super Bowl next year, oh well. Also, I love the interview with him where... (laughs) <laughs> the the guy asks him like, so if you win, win or lose, is this your last game? And he just he just is like the big zero, <laughs> like, like that. That's pretty goofy. His goal is to play to forty five. What's the over under? Do you think he'll make it to forty five? Because he's what forty one right now. I know that he won't go out on this Super Bowl. No. He needs to go out on a blowout. Yeah, he's not going to lose. He's not going to go out on a 13-3 Super Bowl. He's going to go out where it's like, yeah, we, know what I think? It's going to be the next time Matt a Manning and him go into the Super Bowl. If he when he finally beats a Manning. How the fuck is Eli getting into another one? <laughs> I don't know. But how it, the fuck? But if it happens, that's going to be how Brady leaves. Son of Manning. <laughs> that's how it's going to be. He's going to go into the Super Bowl, beat Manning, destroy his kryptonite, and be like, I am a god, I can go now. He's going to ascend <laughs> to a new plane of existence. I'm trying to see if Peyton has a kid in college. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> god, that would be funny. Because you know if he has a kid in college, why aren't you playing football? Uh, I think I've I, his kids were too young there. Yeah, <laughs> he's just waiting, biding his time for Eli to make it to another one where he's also in it and finally defeat him. Oh, you know if. Uh, but you know it would be way too funny if Eli does it again. <laughs> Somehow come, gets to the Super Bowl and and, def- and proves even more that he's the Krypton, that the Mannings are the Kryptonite to Brady. <laughs> They're the only things standing in the way of his power. Oh, if if he loses a third one to Eli, I would just retire at that point. Like fuck it, I can't yep. beat this motherfucker. Third, ti- third time isn't the charm. I'm done. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> Now Eli actually has weapons instead of just fucking nothing. So, you know, there might be a chance. There there might be a chance. Might. might. Strong might. This was easily Brady's weakest team. Oh, like easily. Yeah. Like all he ha- all he had was Julian Edelman and sometimes Gronk. Maybe Gronk and sometimes Rex Burkhead. Yeah. So he had a few people Sometimes. Sometimes. And yet, somehow that man managed to pull out a Super Bowl. Absolute madman. Insane. He's magic. I hate his magic. Actually, they were pointing out that someone was doing an interview and they were saying that one of the reasons Tom Brady won the Super Bowl this year 
was just pure luck. Like every, all the stars lined up perfectly from uh, the pass interference call to get the Rams in. Yeah. To all the luck he had in that game to the coin flip. He literally won a Super Bowl based off a coin flip. flip. Because there was a chance if Breeze got into the Super Bowl, I would not be... Oh, I don't think he's winning that one. Yeah, I would not be gloating as much right now. No, I I think if Drew Breeze gets into that Super Bowl we had, oh, he's having a fucking game. Yeah, especially if the Patriots played... Like, it wasn't even good defense they played. They just... It was bad offense they were facing. <laughs> and to be fair, like, the, the Rams didn't have Cooper Cup. Because he got... I think he, like, tore his ACL, like, midway through the season. He was, like, their leading receiver while they were just fucking on the high. Yeah, but still. But you still had fucking... Still had fucking Cooks, you had fucking Reynolds, you had Woods, you had all this shit. When you have every game, no wait, the Rams and Chiefs, when you have most of the games in the playoffs going into OT to decide it, and then your Super Bowl just comes up like that. Stuff. Like I said, it was a fart. It was a big fucking fart. Uh, I need a fucking list of just all the moves I made yesterday. Hold on. I might be able to find something. Okay, I found something. Uh, so... Oh yeah, the the fucking Sixers made quite a few moves, even on the lead up. Uh, they uh, added Tobias Harris, so that really like locks down their starting five. Nice. Uh, and they also traded former first overall pick Markel Fultz to the uh, the the Magic. So thus ending the era of the process. Is he the worst first overall pick? Because look at who was picked right behind him. That was that was fucking Lonzo Ball and uh, Jason Tatum. Yeah, that's real bad. Yeah, for a guy is. who didn't have a fucking free throw. Yeah, that's fucking not a broken shot. That's not a really great looking overall pick. In Boston, that first overall, I was like, yeah, we'll fucking trade the third, and you give us a bunch of shit. You Fuck get half faults, motherfucker. Oh, man. What a... That was a miss. That was a definitely a miss. Uh, but there's quite a few options for the Raptors, and really everyone, for uh, the buyout market right now. Uh... Got guys like Carmelo Anthony, Ennis Cantor, Robin Lopez, Markeith Morris. You want to load up, sign a couple, one or two of those guys. I think I think if there's anyone they want to pursue, Markeith Morris, out of them all. That'd be a smart. That'd be a good move. 
Milwaukee, they uh, they they also added uh, Nikola uh, Mirotic, who was a sought after guy last year, and guess sought after again. So really, a lot of Eastern teams really loaded up this year and looking to make a deep run. So. Who's the best coming in the East for the playoffs right now? Because right now, in the conference, it's Milwaukee leading uh, 40 wins, 13 losses. Mm -hmm. Uh, Toronto with 40 wins, 16 losses. Hmm. Uh, Indiana, Boston, Philly, Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Miami. It also, I always find this really funny seeing teams that are sub 500 making the playoffs. That's actually a really good question. Who is the best? Because right now, if the playoffs started today, Toronto is facing Charlotte. And then they would face the winner between Indiana and Brooklyn. And I think Toronto could beat any one of those teams easily, like sweep them. Oh, yeah. It's really once you look at either Boston or Milwaukee. Yeah, cause Boston has this stupid fucking way getting by. Getting by, and they're also absolutely loaded right now. Yeah. Like they got the they they have the Kyrie factor and they also have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, uh, Marcus Smart. They've got weapons all over the place. And Milwaukee, well, they got the Greek Freak and Chris Middleton. So it's really does Kawhi Leonard become the LeBron of the East? That is the big question that's gonna go because it's it's a tough question because like that top half is there they've all got pieces in indiana they just lost victor odalipo so they're probably not gonna go deep like you want to look at Oh, you always look at like who's the first in their division, but even when some of these divisions, like for example, Toronto's the first in the Atlantic division, but then you have Celtics that are right up their ass. So it's like you can't really say because you know Toronto is good, but you also know that they have there are other teams coming up that have weapons that they can use that some other teams don't. So it's really just like... Basketball for me is always just a fucking guessing game. It really is. After a point. Until it's really narrowed down, it's really just a massive guessing game. The West is uh, still looking like it's Golden State's... It, it, it's, it's theirs to lose at this point. I mean, Denver... They've, they're 37-17. They're right behind Golden State. They've been playing really good this year. without real, like It's almost under the radar 
how yeah. good the Nuggets are this year. It'd be kind of cool if they just came up and, you know, made go- slapped them. Yeah, it's like Golden State. It's like, hey, we're here too, so. <laughs> Fucking pop them. Uh, and yeah, like, this is kind of a weird year for Golden State because they have, they're probably at their the best they've ever been in their their record doesn't really show it. But I do like one thing that's kind of confirmed is that we're not going to have repeats this year. At least I think out of the East. Maybe no, out of the every, West. Everything's all brand new. Yeah, maybe out of the West we might have a repeat with Golden, Golden State. State but maybe. I, there's, there's, I think any of these teams really have, oh, besides like San Antonio and L.A. Yeah, they don't. No. Uh, I don't, nah, I don't nah, see them going all that deep. I do not see them either, but uh, no, it's just, you see Golden State on top again, but then you also have the Nuggets who are one win behind. They're, they're one, one and a half games back. They are right on their tail. So, like, we're looking right now at, you never know what's going to happen. You kind of know what's going to happen out of the West, but you also don't know. Whereas the East, it's... The East is more the Wild East to me in this. It, it's... Because... Anything could happen. Yeah. This, this is the first time ever LeBron is not a factor in the East. So, it's up in the air. Who who wants it, basically? And you can tell that LeBron's no longer a factor where Cleveland's sitting currently. Woo! Cleveland is at the bottom of their division. They are 29.5 games back right now. They've uh, lost 43 games and only won 11 games this year. Somehow managing to still be better than the Knicks. <laughs> it's not hard. It's really not hard to be better than the Knicks when you got fucking the amount of fucking problems for that. Now, let, we should talk about that Christos Porzingis trade then. How they traded their franchise piece after like three years for basically Dennis Smith Jr. and a pick. Basically that. Because DeAndre Jordan's not going to stay. God, no. And they already waived Wesley Matthews. So now, like, Denver... Oh, no, not Denver. Dallas is looking... They're going to be fucking strong. When Prozengis is back, because they also have Luka Donick, who's looking like rookie of the year. Have, Fucking. When was the last time the Knicks were good? When they had Carmelo Anthony. Ah, yes. And Amari Stoudemire, like, almost a decade ago. Like, maybe 2010. Ooh. Like, the big problem is uh, James Dolan, their fucking owner, just fucking doesn't know what to do with that team. Nothing smart, apparently. No, like, you look at how the fucking Knicks have been bad for a long time, and now the Rangers are bad. Like, it's just not... Like, how do you make an owner sell the team so that you actually have someone who can get the right people... In the right places. You fuck up that bad. People stop coming. Yeah. 
People have to stop coming to Madison Square Garden. In New York. In New York. You gotta think New York. That's a tall order. And you gotta think New York doesn't have that many, you know, winners in their categories there. Their their best teams are the team on Long Island, the Islanders, uh, and the team in Brooklyn with the Nets. And even their football teams are in New Jersey, where the Meadowlands are. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they don't, uh, New York doesn't have much to celebrate. The MSG has been kind of a cathedral of failure these last, ever since the Rangers won their title in 94, they, they haven't reached that same, like, level, level of success in that building. Like, even when they had Julius Irving and all that. Fucking, it's, it's sad to see maybe the greatest sports venue in North America just... Sad. No, nothing to show for it lately. At least within our lifetime. It's, it is sad. I'm sure it was good once. Once at least Madison, Madison Square Gardens can still be used for other things. Yeah, like not wrestling. Really. Yeah, not basketball. Uh, I want to talk about some of that NHL news because right. there's been a few trades. Actually, there's been a few trades since last while, uh, which include the Penguins moving Derek Broussard. Uh, and Riley Sheehan to the Panthers, and also a bunch of picks for Nick Bustad and hey. Jared McCann. So, Penguins really came out ahead on that one because getting a guy like Nick Bustad, uh, moving him probably to the wing beside, uh, beside like Crosby or Malkin. That's pretty good. Yeah, That'd be pretty good. And McCann's a nice depth. Depth piece too. So, despite trading a second round pick, a fourth round pick, and a fourth round pick for next year's draft, well, this year's draft, the Penguins are looking like they came out ahead on that one. Uh, and also, the Leafs managed to fleece the fucking Kings, basically trading a first round pick and a couple prospects for Jake Muzzin. So that really solidifies their top defensive pairing of Morgan Riley, Jake Muzzin. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for mainly big trades. Uh, Devils moved Brian Boyle to the Predators for a second round pick. Uh, and yeah, more or less that that's it for picks. Trade. Uh, TSN will have their whole Trade Center day where you can watch all that. You and me actually have a fun game going on tomorrow. We do? Your Canucks are facing my Flames. We do then, yes. Uh, but both our teams did not do great last night. No. Well, I mean, my team did okay. The Canucks lost a 3-4 to four overtime loss to the Blackhawks while your Flames got slapped for five goals. In uh, a five to two loss to San Jose. Yeah. Ouchie. 
I believe David Riddick got pulled after allowing two goals on six shots. Ouch. Not our best show. Uh, but also, Montreal beats Winnipeg also 5-2, to two, in which Paul Maurice was pretty vocal about the loss last night and calling his team ho- every, everything horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> Players were horseshit. Coaches were horseshit. This was horseshit. Food was short, push horseshit. Hopefully the plane doesn't crash. It's like, yep, this is. Yeah, but I saw that. I'm like, ooh, because standings are are still looking much looking much the same as the last time we talked about them. Uh, it's really a matter of does Ottawa make some moves? Because on TSN's trade bait board, uh, right now saying. Number two and number five on their board are both Matt Duchesne and Mark Stone, who could easily net them a bunch of assets. They really could. But also, I believe Eugene Melnick, the owner, was at a conference this week in which he was talking to, I assume, investors and stuff, saying, basically trying to affirm people to trust the rebuild process. I also think he was talking to Mark Stone and Matt Duchesne to re-sign as they're both UFAs at the end of the year. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, that's a uh, that's a that's a tough call for them because you you can net something, you can net something for them, but uh, it's just, those are also good players, and they're hard to replace. It's hard to replace good players. You know what I just realized? There are only two Canadian teams uh, that aren't at the top of their, like, aren't in, like, the top three of their uh, prospective divisions. divisions, And that would be Edmonton and Ottawa. Hmm. Besides (laughs) that, Toronto's second in the Eastern Atlantic. Um, Ottawa's fourth? Uh... Montreal is third. Third at past Boston, nice. And like Winnipeg's number one in the central, and Calgary's number one in the west, actually. And uh, Vancouver's number. Wait, where they're fourth. They're fourth. Oh, Same fourth. Uh, still. They they've had a rough go lately. They've uh, lost a lot, dropped the last three games. Ouchie. Yeah, a little ouchie. But. Still not as bad as Anaheim. They've lost the last six. There was a tweet I saw last night by uh, Tony X. And he was uh, saying, If the Ducks went on a 27-game win streak uh, and scored 2-0 every game, they would even out, out their goal differential right now. Which is rock bottom. They're like minus 50 or something. That's... And you know what's even worse? John Gibson just got hurt. He might be out with a concussion. He did not come back to to last night's game after his own fucking player ran into him. 
What kind of shit show are you running when your own players are knocking out your guys? Uh, ones where you allow breakaways and then you, like, chase them down and you fucking, like, body slam your fucking goalie. Holy shit. So happy. So happy my Glad team. Glad I don't cheer for garbage like that. So ha- So happy my team has their shit together. They very much do. Uh... So, of the, let's say, the top ten uh, players on TSN's trade bait board, who do you think is someone the uh, the Flames should pursue? Because if it, there's a lot of right-wingers, and they could use a right-winger, I think. So you got Matt Zuccarello in New York. You got Wayne Simmons in uh, Philly. Uh, Gustav Nyquist. Uh, in Detroit, and Mark Stone in Ottawa. Hmm. That's a tough question. Because if you want to add a top-line guy, Mark Stone's your guy. He's got 54 points in 54 games right now. 23 goals. Uh, Matt Zuccarello has 9 goals, but 30 points. Uh... Basically, you're at this point. You're looking for your number two guy because Elias Lindholm. He's a right winger, right? Yes, believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he. he no, he's center. Mm. Okay. So. I, I think if there's anyone to pursue for the Flames to really lock up that right wing, you could probably, without giving up a lot of stuff, you could probably get Matt Zuccarello on a good deal. He's a UFA at the end of the year. It would be a rental. Uh, Wayne Simmons would come at a bit of a price as he, he does more than just put up points. He's got 24 points in 54 games. So he would be probably more like a third liner yeah on that flame scene uh, uh, the way my Canucks are going they may as well just start selling off some pieces it's not looking like they can move Alex Edler now because he's probably going to be done for maybe the year after he fucking slammed his head in, into the ice very very scary injury he had uh but if they were to make a run, I would, if I were them, I would go after Michael Furland. Be a good move for them, at least. Yeah. And he's also not signed at the end of the year. Uh, there's only a few pieces on this uh, whole thing that are actually signed to next year. So if teams were to go after Dougie Hamilton, he's signed for another two years. You're kind of locking in a guy. Uh, on TSN's trade bait board, uh, Charlie Coyle from Minnesota is currently ranked ninth, and he's got a year left on his deal at three at three point two million. That's a that's not bad if you want like a second line, third line center. And the Jets probably could easily part away with their first round pick for any one of these guys. They kind of have to pick up the litter if they want, which is probably nice for them. Going into it. Now, Mark Stone is from Winnipeg. 
So he might have he might, he might. He might have that heart on for uh, going it's back home. Going back to the homeland. It's coming home. <laughs> but still, Mark Stone, do you really want to go back to Winnipeg? It's real cold. Yeah. But also, you might win a cup. So you got to think: Do you want to be cold but win a cup, or do you want to? It'll be warm when he wins the cup, though. It'll be like very warm, hot, even. So, then again, you go anywhere in Canada right now. Oh, except like Vancouver. Actually, Nova Scotia has no snow right now. They don't. I was looking. At my fucking, like last night, I was looking at the weather between here and Ottawa. It was like minus 38 here, plus 6 there. What the fuck? Why? Why is that fair? That's not fair. Oh, did you read that Vancouver declared a state of emergency because they... Oh yeah, that's normal. They got that much snow. Yeah, no, that's normal. I know that. We used to have snow days whenever it was like that. What's a snow day? I forget. What's a everything's closed because it's too fucking cold day? <laughs> that doesn't happen here. I wish. I wish. Our, our fucking shit here is so fucked up. Oh, like, yeah, we're gonna send my five year old out the way at the bus stop when it's like minus 40. Well, school buses didn't run today. <laughs> All right, kid, you're walking. Because <laughs> I think in the minus 49 wind show, you can't walk for more than five minutes without the possibility. Unless you have, like, balaclava, ski, like, goggles on. To keep- because it's within six minutes. Skin starts freezing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's why I don't want to go outside today. I had to go to school, so I had to go outside. Yeah. So that's more or less dooming it. In the case of sports right now, we we've once again defeated sports. We've repelled the attack. We've repelled the third wave. But there will be a fourth. I feel really fun. Because it's like we focus on the attack on sports. It's like, we'll talk a little bit about this other stuff. But once, like, say, Stanley Cup playoff starts, like, oh shit. No. Oh, we're talking about fucking NHL all the way. <laughs> but right now, it's like NFL was dominated these last weeks. It's like, this shit. That's yeah, the big thing right now. And now it'll be mainly just NHL and NBA talk for the next while. Yeah. Also, CFL free agency starts soon. Ooh. And uh, the Riders just named their new defensive coordinator, Jason Shivers. Uh, so, once again, hiring from the inside. Uh, probably the best option they have. He, they need to re-sign Willie Jefferson. They do. Like, that's a and big now. hole you lose if you don't re-sign Willie Jefferson. Yeah. I was trying to remember after the Super Bowl. Because... Super Bowl. Trying to, was trying to remember if there was any big news of trades after the Super Bowl. Like from the NFL? Yeah. Uh, no, nothing yet. I think rosters are frozen until the uh, 
until free agency. I know the Steelers were discussing about putting a transition tag on Le'Veon Bell so they can trade him instead of having him just walk. Because I know um, one of the players, you know, I think it was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots looking at becoming head coach for the Dolphins. Uh, he already is. Basically. Oh, he is? Uh, a lot of teams were, uh, a lot, a lot, uh, there's actually, there, there's, a Dave Naylor brought up that, uh, on that 07 Bombers team, uh, of the backup quarterbacks to Ryan Dinwiddie, two of them are now head coaches in the NFL. Hmm. Uh, Zach Taylor of the, uh, the Bengals and Kiff Kingsbury of the, uh, Cardinals. And also, there has been not a lot of chatter outside of all the Patriots on a few people that we were wondering, because we know Brady's not done yet. No, he's, he's hit the goal is 45. I'm not sure if he'll make it. But if he can be as protected as he always is. If he starts getting hit more often. Oh, and if he starts getting hit more often, he's going to... It's going to be one or two more seasons, but if he can still, if he can keep himself guarded till 45, he'll stay. Oh yeah, easily. But on the hand, we, uh, there's been no talk yet about whether or not this is going to be Gronk's last game. Yeah. And it, it might, it probably should because, you know, one, his knees. Oh my God, his knees, dude. Like, no matter how much strength and conditioning you put into those, people are just going to keep taking you out at the knee. And also, he should really start going while he can still remember shapes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not a laughing matter. No, it's not. No. Sad that I had to... Fr- I'm sad that I framed it in the form of a joke, but still. It's true. Like, it's funny, but sad, but true. Like the beating some of these guys take. Oh my god, dude. It's good thing we got out what we did. Yeah. Uh, very sad. I'm still feeling some of those hits. Yeah, I'm feeling the I'm feeling some of those hits every time my shoulder starts hurting. <laughs> every time my shoulder starts hurting, I know what it's from. Whenever I get a headache, I know where that's from. Last week, um, like asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, I was decommissioned for two days because I couldn't move. Because every time I took a step, I just got this like pounding pain in my shoulder. Ow! Ow! Oh! Go to the chiropractor. He looks at me. You did nothing to this. Like I don't see anything wrong. I'm like, really? Touch it. And he's like, there, there's nothing wrong that hasn't been wrong already. I'm like, I know there's nothing wrong. It's just worse. Why is it attacking me? Why is this happening? Why is my body attacking me? Oh, it's because of the sports. <laughs> Fucking sports. This is why we wage our war on sports. This is why we, why we attack. We attack the sports. 
Yeah, I think that'll do it for us. We'll do it. We'll cut her off. Well, we, we repelled the attack, like we said before. So, yeah. It'll catch us another time when sports decide to attack again. If sports ever attack you, you can contact us and we will come attack. to your aid. So, if, if, you, if you've ever been attacked by sports, you can message us at the superfundnetwork at gmail.com Thank you. Good luck. And fight sometimes.